Welcome back to another episode of Connection Tech Experience. We're here again with our TSG group, our security experts here at Connection, with a special guest, Jeanette Riker, who manages our HPE business, which for those of you out there, HPE is Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Jeanette, welcome to uh, today's episode all about HPE and security. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your role here at Connection and how you help our customers with HPE? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks guys for having me. So I've been here at Connection for the past 12 years and uh, dedicated to covering the HPE business for the past two. Um, so it's really just working with the partner and um, getting out to the customers exactly what they need, just kind of with the whole digital transformation going on right now, making sure that the technologies that they have in place are what's needed to support where the business is going. Awesome. And before we get too far in, I want to, because sometimes we hear this in the industry, we talk to, we have a lot of partners within Connection. We talk to a lot of customers about a lot of different solutions. And we have sort of two similar sounding, somewhat connected um vendors or partners, uh, HP Inc. and HPE. So why don't you clear up maybe a little confusion that a customer might have when they're thinking about HP, what you do versus the other HP Inc. does? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I get that a lot when talking to friends and family. I say, hey, I cover HPE. And it's always like, okay, the printer is the client. Like I, I have an HP laptop. But no, um, from the enterprise side, um, what you'll see is what's supporting a data center. So the servers, the storage, the networking, um, all the connectivity to make uh, companies run. So basically where it all starts is HPE, that data center, the server side, and then HPI is that what everything is running on the server, the end user devices, the printers, all of that uh, good stuff is a good way for a customer to kind of think of where both, you know, sort of take over in their own environment. So uh, HPE, obviously a huge name in the, the server data center business. Why don't you share with us, um, and Steve and your team can, your team can hop in here, as I'm sure you deal a lot with HPE, um, a little bit about what the security message right now on the HPE side is, where they're, they're positioning to customers and sort of what the pain points are that they're looking to solve. Right. So security has definitely been top of mind, as I'm sure it is for everyone. We see everything in the news right now about ransomware as a service and just all these trends and these hacks, uh, different companies that have gone down with hacks to their systems, their networks. HPE's really taken a full end-to-end approach. So you'll see throughout their entire portfolio, security is the most important for each um you look at their Gen 10 servers that were announced, I want to say, two years ago now, they came out with the line that it's the most secure server in the world, the industry's most standard secure server in the world. And um, it's just interesting. It was such a bold claim, but that is their priority right now. So between their Gen 10 servers for storage, you saw they um, acquired Nimble for their InfoSight, which is their software that does monitoring it's predictive analytics like constantly looking at what's going on in the entire environment not just the storage and then they're networking also looking at the devices on the edge um, seeing what's on the network just very interesting messaging um, especially around that networking piece so before we're looking at the server security but now it's customers could get hacked even through like a smart light bulb that they have in the office things that they're not even thinking is hackable, like something you would even think of. And 
So it's just neat to see that it's being addressed from not even just like the server, the firmware, but also to the edge devices. Yeah, we were talking about that in in a previous episode where we were saying, you know, first of all, a couple of things, all those devices out there like Rob's smart light bulbs and his Alexas and all of that. Uh, We had another guest on that had, I think, over 40 IoT devices in his home. Um, So you have all of those um, IoT devices that are everywhere that need to be secured, but also with the growing security landscape, everyone sort of buying up or partnering and merging and acquiring all of these smaller solutions to fit into their bigger one. And I'd like to dig into that a little bit more, Steve, with you and your team, because I think you're probably on the front lines of that as you look at these partners within Connection just scooping up and offering more and more solutions to the stack. How do you keep up with something like that? How do you um, know that, you know, HP is acquiring things like Nimble to to hit those uh, spots that they don't have coverage, you know, from a security uh, practice point of view? How do you guys manage all of that, the acquisitions and mergers and knowing what's what and who's who? I think uh, at last count, there was something like 18,000 different security uh, products that are out there in the industry, right? Obviously, we can't be in tune with all of them. But the beauty of connection is with our product management group, we have, you know, really good access to the top tier vendor partners that we have. So we can we can keep pace with that and make sure that we have the right understanding and the right messaging associated with, uh, you know, what what we need to be telling customers. Uh, on the other side of the coin, with all the various customers that we have, the various verticals that they're in, the various size customers, it's pretty much guaranteed on an even day we're going to be confronted with a risk challenge that is pretty unique in the industry. So you know, our awareness and knowledge of what we can do to help them obviously is is a, a key you know, aspect to our success and certainly understanding what technology is the right technology to talk to them about um, is something that is also very important to our success. So our core partners and our core vendor technologies obviously are, are typically part of that conversation stack, especially if they have, you know, as we talked about in some of the other podcasts, you know, good visibility across the enterprise as well, where they play in multiple layers in, in the overall ecosystem. Earlier this week, I had a conversation with a HPE architect about the servers, and uh, you know it was a, a, a update to you know what's happening from a, a security perspective with HP servers, uh, and you know the the comment about it being the most secure server on the planet. Um, you know, when you're a cybersecurity guy, right, that's kind of like a challenge. But <laughs> but um, but the interesting part about what I understood and and. Uh, like to talk a little bit more detail about this. The thing that I found interesting is that the chipset, the technology, everything that's been built in these servers is actually proprietary technology for HPE. That's correct, right? That is correct, yes. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, I think that's a a huge investment, right? And it shows a really good commitment and awareness to uh, building an architecture that does support security and the ability to be able to do things like um, roll back to uh, a gold standard operating system, you know, a known safe and secure version of the OS uh, right off of the chipset if something goes wrong in the environment. And those kinds of things are, are huge, you know. And we talked about earlier as well uh, the fact that some customers don't even know what they have in their environment. So, you know, it gives us an opportunity to take a look at when they are using HPE technology and, and help them understand the features and the capabilities they have will help them improve their overall, again, risk management strategy, which is what we're all about, right? We're helping our customers identify 
and figure out good strategies to keep themselves safe and secure. Yeah, Steve, do you know if any of that technology, even though it's proprietary, is is visible with just off-the-shelf tools or... My understanding is it's all, you know, built, uh, everything, you know, all the, the entire chipset itself, right? Everything, you know, from a manufacturing point of view. And if I, I think as well, if I'm correct, it's not being sold to other OEMs, right? It's just being used specifically in HP technology, correct? Right. And that was one of their biggest claims with um, the release of Gen 10 is the supply chain security. Every piece, every step along the process is owned by HPE. Even to after, let's say, the customer wants to move on from the Gen 10 server, um, HPE will actually come on site and offer those services to clear everything out of there and make sure it's to the standard that's needed. That's really interesting. We were talking, yeah. we were talking about how where HP Inc. and HPE sort of differentiate. And Steve, you had asked me, like, do they all float up into the same leadership? Where's the sort of delineation there and they are separate I think Jeanette you said what about in 2014 I want to say it was about that time frame this is uh before I started in the role but I do remember um just what a big story that change was I want to say for sure it was um 14 15 yeah so they they separated their server business from their client and in print business but one of the things you see on HP Inc. side is the same thing, the world's most secure device, the world's most secure um, uh, printer. I'm sure that their legal team uh, absolutely loves saying that about everything that they <laughs> manufacture, but it's definitely been a priority of HPE, and as I think a uh, overarching goal is to be the most secure in the industry um, and that closing that supply chain loop and making sure, you know, we were talking about that on the print side earlier as well. Um, so where are Jeanette, where, like, what kind of, uh, message are you delivering to customers right now and getting started with HP? So say they're not currently on the world's most secure server. Uh, where does a customer sort of start to, um, explore that relationship with HPE and understand the value that you and your team brings? Really, we just start looking at how valuable their information is to them with all of the new attacks coming out right now. Um, how much downtime could they actually afford if they were to lose that data? So the biggest thing is just starting out with, do you have the correct server in place? Like, are you protected there? And then building out from there, um, as I said, HPE offers many security services to go through and do that risk assessment, um, see what their data center looks like, and they'll find the compromised areas and help transition out to where they need to be. Um, they also have good models in place to help maximize the value of their previous assets so they're not completely losing the dollars there upgrading to the latest technology. So if they have um, old gear, they could trade it and get the money for that to apply towards their new purchase. And then there's also different consumption models available now through HPE, so they don't have to deal with the full cost of the upgrade right up front. Um, they're now offering HPE GreenLake, which is their infrastructure as a service, pretty much. So they, they could have the public cloud model, but on-premise, so it's secure. Yeah, we, we've seen that the as-a-service model is becoming more and more popular. And there's been a sort of uh, kind of, uh, Steve, you, you and your team might have seen this more, that hesitancy maybe of moving to the cloud, but also it being a big opportunity to do things 
the right way as they sort of make that transition from on-premise to that, you know, server or as a cloud or software as a cloud, that, that opportunity that it presents for a customer. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, one of the things that we talk about again, uh, you know, not to, to keep harping on the same point, right? Risk, risk ownership, risk management is really the key thing that we always focus on. It's everything you do is a risk-based decision. So if you're planning on moving to the cloud, right, the question you need to ask yourself is I have app, you know, services and I have data and I have a strategy for protecting that data. If I'm going to move it to a cloud provider, are they going to do as good of a job or better job than I will do it if I manage that myself? And if the answer is yes, and typically, honestly, it's better most often because they've built the infrastructure, they have the personnel, they have the ability to be able to monitor and manage it much more effectively than a lot of uh, you know, internal IT organizations do. That's a good basis for being able to make that decision and actually move to the cloud. But the other thing we always talk about is there's no such thing as risk transference. So when you do that, that doesn't mean you're no longer responsible for risk oversight for those services and that data. You still own that and are still responsible to make sure that cloud provider is doing everything they can to prove to you that they're meeting your overall expectations. And if you do all of that, you're probably going to save money. Um, you're going to have uh, an organization and the structure that will meet your expectations better than you possibly can yourself because they have the right people, the right trained people, the right process, and so on. Um, and, you know, it's a good business decision if all of that plays out, in, you know, in that way. Yeah. So, Jeanette, if a customer is looking to sort of make this transition to the Gen 10 or take a look at the Green Lake um, option, how do they get started with your team? Yeah, it's really just contacting us. Um, everyone on my team is fully up to scale. Um, as I said, this has been one of our most important messages that we've been um, just training, getting the teams trained on. We have all the certifications in place and we are ready. Excellent. So I'm going to switch gears with you just a second before I say goodbye. If you could do anything in the world, Jeanette, other than be the HPE product manager um, or your former product manager role, what would you be doing? I mean, this is definitely, definitely what I want to be doing right now. I mean, what else would you possibly want to do? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> right? Yeah. It, was that too much? No. But um, really, I would be working with animals or something, something, uh, something quiet, something nice. I love it. And what is your favorite personal application that you use, like an app on your phone? That one's tough. I don't want to admit it, but it's probably Instagram. Oh. I, <laughs> that is nice separation from a, everything I have going on during a day. And what is your least favorite application? And this can be work or personal. It's Outlook. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yes. This is excellent. Oh, what's really good is we have all of these answers that come through and it's always like an application we use every day and it's not the application itself. It's what <laughs> the application brings to us in the form yeah. of emails or project tasks or information of things that we have to do. Exactly. So it's always a fun one. Um, thank you so much, Jeanette, for joining us and sharing a little bit about what HP has going on and helping clarify for our customers sort of that difference between the two companies it's always good to clarify where where we can um, so if you are out there and you are looking um, at HPE as a server resource reach out to our team here at Connection and of course our security experts in TSG will help you along the way as well thank you so much thanks guys thanks thank you thank you